So, all right, welcome everyone. It's good to have everyone here listening in tonight. We have a good friend of mine, a overall awesome person, but that's not what's on his business card. So we're going to ask him what's on his business card and welcome Mr. Ilya Thomas. Welcome, Ilya. How are you? Doing really well. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing very well. So if you would hand, if you're handing out a business card to someone, what does it say on there to describe what you do? Well, that's funny because I don't have any business cards. <laughs> if I had one. I would put things on there like uh, being a father uh, to um, middle school slash high school kids, um, having an engineering degree, but actually working in the church. I work at Crossroads Community Church in spiritual growth and the chance to lead a team that supports our different sites, um, trying to help people go closer to God. Cool. Thank you, sir. We're going to go ahead and watch this video. Um, and then on the other end of the video, after we watch it, uh, we'll have a little conversation uh, with Mr. Ilya, get his thoughts on it. And I, you guys know me well enough to know that I only ask serious questions. So I'm only going to be asking Ilya very serious questions tonight. So uh, we'll watch the video and listen to the video if you're on the podcast, and then we'll jump into a conversation. So here we go. The Bible is a collection of many books telling one unified story from beginning to end. But all those books were written in different literary styles. Yeah, think of it like walking into a bookstore where every aisle has a different kind of literature. There's history or poetry or nonfiction. And when you choose an aisle and pick up a book, you're going to have very different expectations, different things that you're looking for. Right, they're all literature, but they communicate in really different ways. Yes, and so the same thing is true for the Bible. If you don't pay attention to what style it's written in, you will miss out on the brilliance of each book. So what are the main types of literature in the Bible? Well, first and foremost is narrative that makes up a whopping 43% of the Bible. After that is poetry, which is 33% of the Bible. And then there's what you could call prose discourse, which makes up the remaining 24%. Nearly half the Bible is narrative. Yes, and this is no accident. Stories are the most universal form of human communication. Our brains are actually hardwired to take in information through story. And stories are really enjoyable. Why is that? Well, stories train us to make sense of the seemingly random events that happen in life by taking those events and then putting them in a sequence. And then together you can start to see the meaning and purpose of it all. And what links this all together? Well, good stories always have a character who wants something. And then through these characters, an author can explore life's big questions like who are we or what's really important in life. And a good story always involves some kind of conflict some challenge to overcome, just like in our own lives. And that forces us to think about our own challenges, why there's so much pain or disappointment in the world, and then what can we do about it? And stories usually end with some kind of resolution, giving us hope for our own stories. Since these are Bible stories, are the characters showing me how I should live? Yeah, that's not quite the point. Most Bible characters are deeply flawed. You should not be like them. But we are supposed to see ourselves in them, which helps us then see our lives and failures from a new perspective. And without even realizing it, these stories will start to mess with you and change how you see the world and other people and yourself. Now, there are different types of narrative in the Bible. Yeah, there's historical narrative, but also narrative parables, short biographical narratives like the four gospels. We'll look at all these in later videos. 
Okay. Next up is poetry, which honestly, I don't read a lot of. Yeah, you're like most people. But one out of every three chapters in the Bible is poetry. Yeah, why so much poetry? Well, poems mainly speak through dense, creative language, linking together images to help us envision the world differently. Poems use lots of metaphor to evoke your emotions and your imagination. Lots of fancy language, but wouldn't it be easier just to tell me what I need to know? Well, think about it. In life, we tend to form mental ruts, and we think in these familiar, well-worn paths that are very hard to get out of through logic or reasoning. And what good poetry does is force you off the familiar path into new territory. Sneaky. And there's different types of poetry in the Bible. There's lots of types of songs or psalms. There's the reflective poetry of the wisdom books and then the passionate resistance poetry of the prophets. Okay, the last big literary type is called prose discourse, and it makes up a quarter of the Bible. Yeah, these are speeches, letters, or essays. And the focus here is building a sequence of ideas or thoughts into one linear argument that requires a logical response. Like, hey, have you thought about this thing? You should also consider how it connects to this other thing. And if you do, then you will see that this is the result. And in light of that conclusion, therefore, you should probably stop doing that one thing so that this other thing will be the outcome. So you're persuading me with reason. Yeah, discourse forces you to think logically and consistently and then do something about it. Biblical discourse is found in law collections, in wisdom literature, and the letters written by the apostles. Okay, so each book of the Bible has one literary style. No, actually most books have a primary literary style, like narrative for example, but then embedded in the narrative you'll come across poems or parables or a collection of laws. Every biblical book is a unique combination of literary styles. And to read that book well, I need to be familiar with each literary type and how it works. Yeah, so you know what to pay attention to and what questions you should ask. But before we look at each type, there's one more unifying feature of biblical literature that's really important and really cool, and that's what we'll explore next. So that video is from the Bible Project about literary styles of the Bible. There's a lot in there. You don't have to memorize everything in there. Um, but just upon watching that for the first time, Mr. Ilya, was there anything that like really stuck out to you from that video that just really captured you? Like, whoa. A lot that stuck out. I didn't realize until just watching that video that so much of what I love about the Bible is poetry. Mm. I didn't think of it. I, didn't, I wouldn't have called it poetry. You know, yeah. prophets, stuff, psalms. I didn't know that was poetry. That's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Would you, is poetry your favorite kind of literature? It isn't normally, but I've written poetry. Like when I was younger and like in my 20s, I just showed my ninth grade daughter poems that I wrote after finding out that we were about to have a baby. Like literally like she was six, eight, 12 months old. Oh, and wow. I was just writing about what it meant to be a father. I showed it to her. I thought she was going to be so impressed. She's like, whatever. <laughs> in, in true ninth grade form. Yes. So, yes, true. you know, I, sometimes I wonder like the Bible has so many different forms of, you know, literary styles and you know, it's written over many different years by different authors and all this stuff. Why isn't the Bible just like a checklist of like what you should do and what you shouldn't do? Just real simple. Why don't you think it's written? Yeah. The guy in the, in the video says, why don't you just tell me what I'm supposed to do? You know, and I think part of it is because the Bible isn't given to us to give us a sense of what to do as much as it is to help us understand how to be. And mm -hmm. the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, I think helps us understand 
how to become more like Jesus as a result of understanding who God is, who he created us to be. Um, but then two, if it was just A, B, C, this is what you do. When something went different, you wouldn't know how to handle it. You wouldn't know how to respond. Um, and those are my first thoughts. Yeah. What would you say would be your, do, or do you have a favorite, um, or, or what is it about the Bible you appreciate most? Is there something you really appreciate? Well, I appreciate that every time I read the Bible, even if I read the first Psalm every day of the week, there's something different that I receive when I read it on Monday versus when I read it on a Wednesday or Friday. And so the Bible, I've read it through many times, but anytime I sit to read a Psalm, or if I read the Gospel of Mark, or a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, there's something new in that for me every time because there's something different happening in my life. And what would you say if there's like, you know, a middle school student out there uh, or parent listening in that doesn't really read the Bible too much or has read the Bible and is like, I don't know, I'm just not connecting to this the way that I hear other people in the church talk about it. What, what recommendation or like what encouragement would you give them around the Bible? I would say first to find a Bible that speaks in words that are easy to understand, translations of the Bible, the New Living Translation, the Message Translation, something that speaks in almost language like you would speak to someone in seventh grade um, is first. And then different parts of the Bible, like the Gospel of John is one that for me helps tell the story of Jesus and who Jesus is, but talks about him as a person, more relatable in terms of who he was as a human being, allows you to connect a little bit more with that. I'd say that because the Gospels talk about Jesus. For me, the Bible, all of it, Old Testament and New Testament, is pointing to Jesus. And so if you're going to read something to start and understanding about who God is, I think the book, the book of John would be a cool place to start. Cool. Great. Thanks for that advice. My last question, obviously it's another very serious question because that's what I do is ask serious questions. Yes. So, And I'm glad that you're at Starbucks tonight. Uh, tuning in because I want you to um, you know how you're supposed to whenever you're asked a question you're supposed to respond with with the question and and then the answer I would like you to do that as loud as you can so everyone can hear you Um, so the last serious question for you on a scale of one to ten ten being the absolute worst how bad do your farts smell (laughs) well I would like to say it's like a four or five, but my ninth grader would probably put it at an 11. My sixth grader would say 14. Easily 14. 14. That's hilarious. All right. So the other folks on the call here on Zoom, if you, if you want to tell us, you can put it in the chat on a scale of one to 10, how bad do your farts smell? And if you don't want to tell on yourself, you can tell on your brother or sister who's not here. So it doesn't even matter. You can tell us how bad your brother or sister's fart smell on a scale of one to 10. And you can put that in the chat. I think my, I think mine are a 10. Ooh, your da- Oh, we're not going to put your daughter uh, on blast, but if you know, Oh, Oh, wow. So one of your daughters is a 6.7 and the other one's at 8.2. Mr. Ilya, I love how you gave them like points. Like it's not like six, it's like 6.7. <laughs> You have like a whole science behind this. This is very specific. specific. (laughs) That's hilarious. I think mine's a 10 though. I mean, but whose is it? Who farts and like someone walks by and says, oh, that's nice. You know, that doesn't happen. That never happens. (laughs) So uh, friends, our challenge this week is something that um, 
Mr. Ilya gave us a challenge uh, to read the book of John. All right. So if you, if, if you've never read the Bible or maybe you've read it, but eh, I just, it's not jiving, just take a moment this week, read through the book of John with open ears, open mind, and see what happens. All right. See what happens. And then let us know how that experience goes. So that's your challenge this week to read through the book of John. Uh, and also to stay away from the beans. If your farts smell really bad, just stay off the beans. And I don't know if there, is there an antidote to farts? Like, is there something you can eat that makes you not gassy or makes you, you know, makes your farts smell good? <laughs> I would be paying too much attention to this, but I do think there's beano or things for, what is it? Uh, people with lactose intolerant. I think you've been oh, right. before, but that, that's paying too much attention to this area. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it. Just read the book of John. Don't worry about the farts. Just fart, fart away. It's fine. No, it's, it's all good. So, well, Mr. Ilya, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. And, yeah. And thank you, Mr. Connor. Mr. Connor, did you want to add anything or do you have any updates from uh, Ascension Holy Trinity for us? I have nothing to add to the fart conversation. <laughs> Everything has been touched upon there. Um, the only thing is I really agree what you say about poetry. I'm actually not someone that normally reads a lot of poetry, but I love the book of Psalms. And I think because in Psalms, every human emotion and experience, all of it, the, you know, the whole wide range of, of what being human is like is represented. And um, I think it reminds you, it reminds me um, that I'm not, I'm not alone. That even in the, the really bad emotions, the really strong ones, people have felt them before and they're written down in our Bible. So it's, um, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, cool. Cool. Thanks, Mr. Connor. Thanks, everyone, uh, for tuning in. We will be back next Sunday at the same time at 530. We'll talk to you.